we're using nature's landscapes as metaphors for our lives. And what I realized from working with people who are stuck, because that's invariably who turns up, is that we use metaphor in our language when we're stuck. Yeah. Because, because we're not going to tell somebody for the next hour all the ins and outs of being stuck. We'll just say, I feel like a fish out of water. And that conveys a lot of information. Or, oh, I can't see the wood for the trees. Or I'm stuck in a rut. Hi, and welcome to Helping People Perform, the podcast that gives you fascinating insights into those people whose chosen vocation is to help others perform at their best. From consultants to teachers, sports coaches to financial advisors, all of my guests share a passion for getting the most out of individuals, teams, and organizations. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Helping People Perform. Today, I'm delighted to be joined all the way up from Scotland. We have speaker, coach, podcaster, trainer, and author, all under the umbrella of Landscaping Your Life. Welcome to the show today, Alison Smith. Thanks for inviting me. Pleasure to be here. (laughs) Thanks for your patience in in getting here as well, because we've tried to do this a few times, but it's brilliant that we can be talking today and getting this recording done and sharing your insights with the audience. So uh, maybe we could start off with a little bit about yourself. You know, what got you to where you are today? Um, I feel the need to say that the careers advisor at the university said procurement is for you um, because of your analytical side and your people side. And and I would say that, I mean, I still do quite a bit of work within the procurement arena. Right. So they were right. And um, but most people fall into procurement. But what happened was um, is I was sort of following a fairly traditional procurement stroke purchasing career. Um, and then um, we were struggling a little bit with trying to explain to the business you know leaders within the business why they should even listen to what we were talking about and um i suddenly started using metaphor so I, certainly here in the uk then most people can relate to gardens and you start saying well you know gardens need weeding pruning watering time in the greenhouse we can't plonk plants anywhere and hope they'll flourish right. and as soon as we said that's the same for suppliers they went, oh my God. And they suddenly realized why they needed to be paying more attention to their suppliers, that they were just plonking them and ignoring them and not giving them any attention. And so I I suppose in the, and this is the mid nineties, so I'm perhaps showing my age, but um, that's when I really realized the power of metaphor to convey meaning. Then I suppose I went off and did a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, master practitioner, trainer training, and I was really lucky that look, lucky that our organization was merging. My boss said, use what you've learned. You can be the team coach, really. Right. So I became the team coach. I was able to apply everything I was learning. I threw. So I can remember having a team building day with, with the teams that were merging. And we were doing it outside. We were using nature as metaphors right. you know, for the situation. And again... It sort of enabled people to put aside the us and them, that this is how we used to do it. Um, And I suppose what happened then was that I just saw the law of diminishing returns, really. The fact that I was sharing, I suppose, what I was learning, being a coach, helping people, 
but to the same team. And so right. in the early, well, mid, so round about 2004, I set up working for myself. And then since then, I've done a mix of procurement consultancy, life coaching, and a whole load of metaphor. And that's sort of, I suppose the metaphor is, is increasingly being added more into what I'm doing. I pass, perhaps because as I'm getting older, I'm doing more of what I'm good at and enjoy rather than, you know, just anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing the journey that people can go to. Um, there are very few people that I've spoken to on this podcast or outside who have gone straight into coaching. You know, there's always been an element of I've been doing my job, I've been asked to coach internally or having a coaching conversation with others and I've loved it and therefore moved it out from there. So, you know, and, and it's been the same for me, you know, elements of taking a coaching approach, you see the value and then you go, do you know what, I can do this with others yeah. and I love doing it. Um, and I know in the conversations we've had up to now as well and looking at your work, you know, that element of the metaphors has really been something that is struck through. So maybe you can tell us a bit more about um, uh your business now in terms of landscape and for life you know what who do you help and how do you help them um well who do I help and how do I help them is I mean anybody that's stuck but invariably because I think of who I'm connected with it tends to be business leaders um solopreneurs quite right. often so I do end up from a business context with people who are stuck um so that's how I help in terms of how I do it I generally talk about if you've tried other more conventional means of shifting your thinking, mm. then now might be time to think about, and it's got me nowhere, mm. come to me. Because it's. I tend to do very short, sharp, perhaps, sessions. So it might, it's much more likely to be a two or three hour session and then we're done, right. rather than me seeing people over time, because my objective is to get people out of a hole. Right. So I do not, I'm not the coach that, that comes back and, and says, what's the action plan we had last week? And there is absolutely value in that if that's what you need. Mm. But what I'm really good at is getting people out of a hole. So once I've got you out of a hole, a month later, you're no longer in the hole and you're on your path. So from a metaphorical point of view, I'm much better at that. Let's go and find people in, you know. Um, who are in a hole, get them out of the hole and then find a coach that is better able to support them on the path they have chosen. Right. I suppose is how I, because somebody might say, oh, actually, the, the I do need a business coach or somebody else might say, oh, I need a motivation coach or I need a, somebody who's going to, you know, a goal setting coach or keep me on task, task. Whereas I'm the one that says, you know, they'll come. I don't know what to do. I'm in a hole. And therefore, and what I realized, and this is how we got onto the landscaping of life, is that moving from the gardening and suppliers, I realized, oh, hang on a minute, you could expand the metaphor from gardening to landscapes more generally, mm -hmm. and you could expand the supplier management to life more generally. So that's where landscaping your life as a title came from, because we're using nature's landscapes as metaphors for our lives. And what I realized from working with people who are stuck, because that's invariably who turns up, is that we use metaphor in our language when we're stuck. Yeah. Because, because we're not going to tell somebody for the next hour all the ins and outs of being stuck. We'll just say, I feel like a fish out of water. And that conveys a lot of information. Or, mm. oh, I can't see the wood for the trees. Mm. Or I'm stuck in a rut. So that's where the book came from, was 
Yes, I mean, I'd written or tried to write a number of books using nature as a metaphor, but I'd never really got the angle that people related to. Whereas as soon as I said, but you, you, here are the idioms where you're using, I want to turn a corner, I'm at a crossroads. And that's what the podcast is about. So all I do is go out into nature and say, and this is what I would say. So if somebody says to me, can't see the wood for the trees, if we can, we'll go out into the wood. And we'll explore the wood and we'll get metaphorical insight from the wood. And by the time we get back, something has shifted internally because metaphor talks to a different part of our mind than logic. And therefore, I would say that we're talking to our inner wisdom. Our inner wisdom knows what we want to do. So all I'm doing really is bringing in a tool that helps you more easily talk to that inner wisdom. So, of course, you're going to be able to get unstuck because your inner wisdom does know what to do. Um, so, yeah, so then we'll be walking around a wood or I'll be asking you to turn a corner in a in a landscape. Yeah, oh, it's brilliant. As I say, you know, having to listen to some of your, your podcasts and, and seeing uh, some of the work that you've done, I love the angle of connecting to nature. You do all your recording outside generally don't you and uh, you know actually from the environment that you're yeah. talking about um, yeah I um originally the first series was me being a bit too thinky about it and organized it's like this is going to be the topic that I'm going to cover and so I did it all from the office and it was just a bit yeah I'm repeating back stories which is great but there's, but I get, I don't get as excited as if I'm out there. So if I, you know, I have done can't see the wood for the trees numerous times with individuals. But when I went and recorded the podcast for can't see the wood for the trees, I refused to sort of bring in what I already knew and went, okay, so I'm bringing new eyes. I'm bringing whatever's happening in my life at the moment. What am I going to notice? So of course, then I get excited because I notice things. I've never noticed, clients have never noticed, and then I get excited. And that then helps the listener, I believe, yeah. to understand the power of the process. Because if I can get excited by it, and I've done it for years, then of course somebody coming new is going to, yeah. would be my contention. Yeah, definitely. And I think the the whole uh, view of, you know, talk to so many coaches who's like, if I don't sort of walk the walk and talk the talk, if I don't, don't do the self-improvement, if I don't put myself in the environment quite physically in your case yeah. and that I am yeah. using to help you then who am I to to ask you to do that as well so yeah. um I love that and that, what I love about the um the nature bit of it is that everyone can connect to that and even if you are you know I was thinking about this the other day in terms of um you know you might be out in in the countryside and you've got that can't see the wood for the trees I'm on a narrow winding path and you know all that stuff or I might be in the inner city yeah. You know, and I've got all this hustle and bustle around me and I, I can't cross the road because there's too much traffic. You know, all of this metaphor to do with our physical environment. And uh, it's, it's yeah. a great way of connecting what you are feeling and, and knowing inside but can't quite articulate. It's a, that's, and, for me, is and you And you take the patterns of your situation with you on the walk. Okay. So, Can you explain more about that? So... For instance, there was a, a, an exec I was dealing with. We were in botanical gardens in Edinburgh and oh, I'm at a crossroads. And 
so and, and the botanical gardens have got so many paths it was great it's like right let's let's explore those crossroads so we just observed i just observed what was happening at every crossroads which direction do you want so i didn't make any decisions which direction do you want to go yeah and i don't know how we managed it but every crossroads we came to there was one direction that did not have a, a signpost telling you where you were going okay. and he chose that one every time right every time and and then of course we then had a conversation and it was so enlightening for them because of course oh I keep asking for this at work but I'm asking for you know the, the the reason that it's not quite working at work is because I keep asking for a job that is where people have already been before and that's not where my not not where their expertise lay their expertise was in innovation innovation role one that was taking the organisation in new directions. And and then and then they could see the difference. They could see why they weren't getting what they were asking for because they weren't asking for what they were good at. Right. And then they realised that oh, I see. So the so the crossroads I'm at is can this organisation give me that role? And if not, this is the role that I'm going to be looking at in the future. And then of course we then could have a conversation about what might be stopping him or them making the decision. Right. So yeah, and so we just we just. I'll give you one from mine that I did in the podcast was I'd committed because I'd written a poem and I was embodying the poem. The poem says, um, no decision to make until you get to the next crossroads. Yeah. So I start off and within literally 30 seconds and it's recorded my discomfort. I'm going, but where, when is the next crossroads? I, I want to know where I'm going. And and I mean, I cannot tell you. I mean, it, it could not it could not have been that far to the next crossroads. It wasn't a big wood that I was right. walking around in. But my internal discomfort about not knowing where I was going and not having a plan, it was just, oh, so that's my pattern. My pattern is I'm not happy if I don't know. And yet, actually, in the wood, I don't need to know. I'm on a path. I've made a decision to, to be on this path. And, and actually, you know, I was sort of saying, you know what, perhaps it'd be easier to go back to the beginning and start again. Right. I was prepared, and it, that would have taken longer mm. than it took to get to that pass, uh, crossroads. So I think what happens, and, you, and it is sometimes easier to have somebody else to observe the pattern, but it's just, just notice, oh, I've got a discomfort about not knowing. Or there was somebody I was doing, a, um, I call them landscaping a life walks, but they were in... Florida I was in my office and they're walking around and um I said um oh that's it where do you want to go and they said oh I know where I want to go and it was the other side of the wood and I said so why are you getting distracted by the wood and it was huge for that because again it was oh at this path I think this path might be better or I think this might path path might be better I said but every time I ask you where you want to go you are so clear there is no it's like you're 100% sure where you want to go so why when you're on the path are you allowing the distractions in and that is something that comes up more often than not when somebody can't see the wood for the trees is they shouldn't even be in the wood right <laughs> you see what I mean? it's like yeah. why are you in the wood yeah. you There's know where you're perfectly good go. path let's just let's just take the path to get out of the wood and then worry about what to do next oh 
wonderful and, and you know, i think you know i'm connecting with this again and you know as we going through this conversation and i'm sure a lot of our listeners are, are picking up on those little things that they um or, or little things in themselves i'm reflecting on the fact that my comfort level with a lack of plan is very different to my wife's i'll leave it at that <laughs> and so that when you've got those different comfort levels that yeah. is a, an area that can cause um a level of conflict you know it's it's a if you've got a, you need a plan in order to feel comfortable and the other person doesn't need to generate a plan in order to feel comfortable they're happy with the direction then that's like going on a walk with somebody who's got a map in their hands and and pacing you every <laughs> every single step saying you are we still going forwards are we going backwards you know what what's turn three four and five look like and you're gorgeous going, well, yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm heading for that mountain. I can see the mountain in front of me. We will, if there's something in my way, we'll go around and we'll get to the top of the mountain. But uh, two different, very different approaches, and I think that's well, two two different approaches. The interesting thing is, I suspect if you had a normal conversation about goals with your wife, then that might because you'd be both be very well this is what works for me and and you'd give examples in the real life situation I suspect although I've never tried doing it in I have done it in groups but not um is for you both to go for a walk one with a map not with a map decide where you're going and just have a conversation about what you're noticing about and because that because then all you're doing is talking about the patterns. You're not talking about the, this particular instance at home that might have a bit more energy to it. One of you may or may want something to happen or not. Going for a walk, the chances are that you'd then be able to observe and perhaps come up with a, um, a process by which it's, oh, okay, well, we need a map when we're going further afield. We need a map when it's when it's when the weather's bad etc cetera, etc cetera. Right. so you could come up with rules in in the landscape you could then go well okay so how do those rules now apply back to this situation that we're struggling with because one of us wants to do this and the other wants to do the other yeah i love that taken away from the specific circumstance it just allows people to step back and say, this is how yeah. I feel comfortable in this environment. So I yeah. think it's, a, it's an amazing approach that you're doing. And, uh, and I think, you know, my audience can really learn from just reflecting on some of these things. And, uh, you know, you definitely check out Alison's podcast and uh, look out for the book as well. So the book, just so I've got this right, this is Can't See the Wood for the Trees, Landscaping Your Life to Get Back on Track. That's yeah. right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. And we'll make sure that the um, the links are in the show notes on for that as well. We, we want to check Thank that you. out. Um, so I always like, like to ask my guests in terms of how they help themselves perform. So what are the things that you do that get you and keep you at your best? Um, I think the main one is um, personal training. Um, physically, I've never been very good at being self-motivated. Um and certainly to get through menopause, living on my own. Um, so I would say that my personal trainer, number one objective is my mental health, not my physical health. Right. So during menopause, he would just take me for a walk. And I went, how did you measure success? You know, and he'd go, how you were feeling at the end of the session? You know, so he sort of, because we've been to get together <laughs> 14 <laughs> years. So he sort of knows what works for me. So if I'm really, if my head's really not with it, he'll get me to do plank because that's the quickest way to get. So I think there's, so there's him because right. he's very good at picking up mentally where I'm at 
and knowing what I need to shift that if it's out of sorts. So whether it's a walk, whether it's to lie down in nature, that we had a big argument one time when he's going, I'd like you to lie down now. And I'm going, what? Because I'm you know, like you going, I want to know why I'm doing this. <laughs> and uh, he's going, I don't know. I think this will do you some good because you're really out of sorts. And the only way that I know to get you back is to get you connected to Nate, you know, to the land. Yeah. I want you to lie down, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, so I suppose it's having somebody that knows me well mm. over a period of time where we've agreed the objective, but is prepared to argue with me if I'm arguing, <laughs> really? Um, but I also have a business coach, but again, he's coming at things from a sort of a Chinese five elements point of view. So I'm much more likely to ring him up and go, what's the energetics of this at the moment? Because there's something weird going on. And so he'll again be able to look at it from a pattern perspective. Um and then I suppose there's a few podcasts and then I'm a, I'm a member of, a, of this vital life group right. where we have regular um, meetings, just supporting each other on issues and applying tools and techniques to them. Oh, fantastic. And I think that element of networking in particular, you know, there's a couple of great things in there. You can have a, a coach or a someone who's supporting you, but if, if that somebody supporting you gets you and understands what is right for you in that moment, that's a very different thing to someone who, you know, I could go and, and to any personal trainer and they could go, right, do this exercise because that that's the, the hammer that I <laughs> that I use when I'm looking for the nails <laughs> that are there. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And, and so, yeah, and, and, and the power of networking is always one that's great for um, for the mental health and the the sharpness of, uh, of keeping on track as well. So great stuff to for us all to learn on that front. So, yeah. Uh, um, and so I always like to ask my uh, guests another couple of questions. One is, if you could help any individual, team or organisation with the skill set that you've got, who would you want that to be? I don't know whether it's just my skill set, but, but I think where I'd go is the NHS. Because if we could get everybody's mental and physical health better then everything else would sort itself out better yeah, yeah. so I think it's because there's a belief in let's get that right and I just get and and and, and you know the funding's not there even in the UK I think mm. but it's that which we're looking at it we're looking at trying to solve the problem once it's there rather than to stop the problem happening yeah. and there's so much about so one of the other podcasts I listen to is wrong on Chatterjee's um live more feel better or feel better live more which other way around it is and um because again that's looking at the what can we do to stop things happening not let's <laughs> let's solve them once they have happened i mean i know things happen yeah. but we seem to i don't know we just got it wrong we just got it wrong <laughs> um <laughs> It's treating yeah. the symptoms as opposed to the causes there, isn't yeah, it? it? Yeah, I think so. And, and yeah. you know, I'm not saying that GPs have got time for that. But so therefore, helping the NHS would be about the advice they they give in order to, to for people to enable. Because I know um, friends I've got just give all their responsibility over to the GP. Oh, well, I'll wait until I've spoken to the GP. The GP right. doesn't agree with that. Mm. Yeah. You know, well, hang on a minute. I, you know, my new knee... I, I wouldn't be recuperating from my new knee if I'd completely listened to, right. you know, the GP. Yeah, and it's the general aspect of that as well, isn't it? You know, if, if, whereas you've got your coach who knows you and knows what works for you, 
the I mean the general uh, practitioner element is you're seeing so many people you might get to know individuals over the years but actually your your job is to move people through as quickly as possible and I think that's yeah it's, I mean it must be yeah. it must be soul destroying because you're yeah. right you know yeah. back in the day then the doctor would you know you'd turn up you know even with my dad the mm. fact that the doctor would turn up and know the history of my dad right yeah you know rather than you know the doctor saying so why are you ringing you know why 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 are we having a chat today it's like well your notes would you know like if you'd seen me before so yes i'm not saying that the gps are the problem but the nhs is let's look at it holistically let's look at it from a landscape point of view you know how do we make a landscape flourish how can we make you know brilliant and uh, if we would reverse that and to say if you would sit down and have a, a coffee have a meal have a drink with somebody who you think could really help you perform better and perform at your best who would you want that to be oh, i love this question because i was surprised with my answer <laughs> <laughs> which awesome. is simon armitage the poet okay. laureate oh, okay right um a because i've started to write poems and uh including that in the work i do and, and coaching uh so i'd be really interested to find out about you know how he uses his poetry but the other thing is is more recently he's been to the arctic Okay. So he's, he's sort of got into that landscape, what are we doing to the planet, and starting to write poems with a planetary flourishing right. point of view. So again, it's that, you know, one of the organisations that uh, Landscaping Your Life, the company, is a business partner for, is Scotland the Big Picture, and that's a rewilding organisation. Okay. So it is, you know, I'd love to know how you sort of bring all those themes together really which is sort yeah. of the poetry the rewilding the you know human sustainability and planetary sustainability so yeah. um and, and i'm assuming he'd do it you know he might be able to go here's a poem i've written right and be able to inspire me in his poems yeah wonderful um <laughs> and so if, if people want to learn more if people want to find out more about what you do where do they go to find you and uh, your business um, landscaping your life because Alison Smith has too many of those so if you do landscaping your life you'll yep. find me because landscaping your life is a tagline on the book so actually if you just put in landscaping your life into Amazon you'll find can't see the wood for the trees yeah uh, landscaping your life is the name of the podcast landscaping your life is also um you know on TikTok Instagram Facebook LinkedIn so if you put landscaping your life either as a hashtag or the three words Right. you'll find me basically yeah. oh wonderful we'll, we'll make sure there's links in the show notes so that people can find you and as i always say in, in these episodes do reach out you know even if it's just to go and, and check out someone's web page or their, their material their podcast in this case you know and and then reach out to the individual if that's what uh, works for you you know so uh, this all is all about connecting people with helping you to perform so um i mean thanks so much for being on the show today and sharing your thoughts and your wisdom and your approach. And I've got a lot to think about myself. I'm sure my audience have as well. So thanks for being on the show today, Alison Smith. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, then please give the podcast a rate, review and share. I'm Paul Teasdale, and from sausage making to banking, oil and gas to Formula One, I help people perform. If you'd like to find out more and have a conversation, contact me via helpingpeopleperform.com.